Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Final Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighbourhoods and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. Hello, fans of the Final Edition Radio Hour. This is Jeff Chrysler. While our world continues to burn, led by the Orange Master himself, we just wanted to keep reminding you of all that is good in this world, all that has been great in the year 2017, as well as all that has been so, so terrible that it's come all the way back on the circle of life to great again. See, we did it. We made the final edition radio hour great again. Enjoy. Hey, Ted, you look down. What's the matter? Plenty. I'm going to lose my job if I don't increase sales by 30%. My house has dry rot. My marriage is falling apart. And my mom needs cataract surgery. And have you tried Jared? Jared? What's that? Oh, not what? Who? Jared Kushner. You can put him in charge of everything you mentioned. Uh, and he would take care of all that stuff? Does he know anything about dry rot? <laughs> Jared helped out at his father's business before his father went to jail. And I think he tried to buy some sports teams or something else. Yeah. I, I mentioned the cataract surgery for my mom, right? He's the president's son-in-law. President Trump has put Jared in charge of totally remaking the Veterans Administration, serving his envoy to Mexico, China, and Iraq, solving the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and completely reorganizing the entire federal government. Okay. Uh, what, what has he actually done in terms of accomplishing any of that? Jared wore a bulletproof vest! Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just not getting... It had his name on it! President Trump trusts Jared to do everything and just listen to what other people have to say about Jared. I needed someone to pick up my little girl from daycare, so I put Jared in charge of it. I've spent my life in particle physics trying to develop a synthesis of general relativity and quantum field theory to fully explain the fundamental forces of the universe. Now I've got Jared doing it. Yeah, I uh, needed an inconvenient witness to uh, meet with a little misfortune, if you get my drift. But it, uh, it had to look like an accident. I put Jared on it. Ah! Has he done any of these things? I needed someone to go skiing in Vail. You can bet Jared did it. Am I going insane? This makes no sense. He doesn't do anything. This is crazy. What's wrong with you people? Oh, dude, dude, relax. Relax. Take, take a deep breath. But it, it, it doesn't... No, shh, shh, shh. There, there. It's okay. Jared's gotcha. Jared's gonna take care of it. Is he? Really? It's gonna be all right? Oh, of course it will. He's Jared. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> it can only be Jared. Later, babe. Where do you think you're going? It's late. The, the guys and I have that protest to save the Robert E. Lee statue. Why do you care about a Confederate statue? You're from Ohio. It's a white male bonding thing. Quit hassling me. What's that behind your back? Is that a tiki torch? Yeah, all the guys are bringing tiki torches. What the hell for? To look intimidating, babe. We must bear tiki torches. Well, you're not bearing that tiki torch. It's for tomorrow's luau. 
But I need to illuminate my face while I scream racist stuff. Then bring a candle from the bathroom. A candle? I'll look like a libtard out of Take Back the Night Rally. You'll look just fine. What kind of white supremacist shows up at a confederate rally holding a Yankee candle? The kind whose wife is throwing a luau for her Mary Kay colleagues and needs a tiki torch to create an island-like environment! Fine! Maybe someone at the rally will have an extra tiki for me. Wait, what's in your other hand? Are those our new bed sheets? All the guys are bringing them. Oh, hell no. Bring the picnic blanket if you have to. What kind of neo-Nazi shows up to a wannabe Ku Klux Klan gathering wearing a picnic blanket? The kind whose wife doesn't want her brand new white bed sheets ruined! Fine! And get home at a reasonable hour. You have a soccer game to coach at 8.30 tomorrow. I hate everything! That's why I married you. I'm Ivanka. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Trump sisters. As the president's daughters, we know the president and the men that surround him very well. And that's why we're calling this segment The White in the Men's House. The Men in the White House. It's the same thing. So today we're talking about the men in the White House. Or around the White House. Not around the White House. Tiffany, in the White House. Well, I want to talk about that cute Ryan guy. I'm not sure he's in the White House. What Ryan guy? The famous one. Gosling? No, the really famous one. Reynolds? No, Ryan, the Speaker of the House. Oh, Paul Ryan. Yeah, he's a cutie. I give him eyes every time I see him. You have a boyfriend. Yeah, but his name's not Ryan. No, his name's not Ryan. Can we get back to discussing the white in the men's house? I mean, the men in the White House. Sure. You want to start with Sean Spicy? Spicer! He's wonderful. He's a wonderful president's press secretary. I think he looks like a potato head. Do you find that weird when they call a man a secretary? I've always found that kind of weird. Maybe that's why he's so angry all the time. Do you think he finds that emasculating? Sean Spicer has a very important job. Can you imagine what it's like to try and correct everything that your father gets wrong? Oh, now he's my father. Just when he gets things wrong? Are you saying I was a mistake? Let's talk about Steve Bannon, shall we? Sure. He's as white as they get in the men's house. Whatever you think about him, Steve Bannon's rise from Breitbart fame to the White House has been nothing short of extraordinary. Well, Bart Simpson's rise to fame was nothing short of extraordinary, but I wouldn't want him advising the president. Next up, Jared Kushner. How about Mike Pence, vice president and second in command? Really? He's second in command? Mike Pence? Vice president of the United States of America? Doesn't get much seconder than that. He seems a little quiet to be in command of anything, don't you think? What about Jared Kushner? He's been pretty quiet lately. Lying low is how I think the press is phrasing it. Sarah Huckabee. Not white nor male, but still second in line to Sean Spicer for the press secretary position. Well, first of all, I'm pretty sure she's white. She's from the Mid-South and her last name is Huckabee. But the title of press secretary is certainly a better fit than with Sean Spicy. Call me a genderphobe, but a male secretary. And then there's Jared Kushner. And that's all the time we have for this segment called The White in the Men's House. The Men in the White House. Cut. Why are you so insistent on bringing Jared Kushner into this discussion? Why are you so insistent on leaving him out? Do you seriously not know what trouble we're in? Why would I want to bring attention to him when he's off talking to Russia? He could go to jail! Ladies, we're still recording. Okay, well stop recording! Betsy DeVos, the new Secretary of Education, has a long history of pushing reforms of the education system. The final edition's Candy Kane caught up with Ms. DeVos in Flint, Michigan at her latest project, a pilot for-profit program for preschoolers. Ms. DeVos, this is a pretty big space for a daycare center. This was formerly the biggest juvenile facility in mid-Michigan. We've repurposed it as a super fun, low-cost daycare option for inner-city working moms. It's called a detention center. For dollars a day, each preschooler gets their own secure space to sleep, watch Nickelodeon reruns, or just be alone with their thoughts. How do inner-city working moms afford the dollars a day? The state of Michigan gives them these lovely vouchers. <laughs> they're almost like money. Well, they're green. The state of Michigan is paying for the daycare? Well, 
there's a copay. We have to think of our shareholders. Why are the little kids in these cells? We don't call them cells, Candy. We call them play cells. The little ones are two to a play cell with one guardian per 20 play cells. Optional extras include toys, fast food, and Ritalin or Adderall. Working moms are free to choose. What's with the orange jumpsuits? Aren't they cute? With their little names and numbers stenciled right over their little hearts. You could just eat them all up. Plus, if they try to break out, it's easier to apprehend them. Why is that little girl in handcuffs? That's Vanessa. Vanessa's been a bad girl. Officer, bring Vanessa over here. What's her infraction? Vasquez is in cuffs because she sucks her thumb. She's a serial thumb sucker. Vanessa, honey, why do you persist in sucking your thumb? You know what Aunt Betsy says. Thumb sucking is a sin. You try the hole? Affirmative. NG. Just wet herself. Kept right on sucking. Jesus Christ on a cracker, Vanessa. This is your third citation. I want my mommy. You ain't seeing your mommy for a while, Vasquez. So, in the Betsy DeVos Detention Center, it's three sucks and you're out? Vanessa's had her chance to redeem herself. She's only four, but she'll be tried as a high schooler. Tried? By a jury of her peers. Of four-year-olds? Of course not! They'll all be in grade school. The prosecutor presents the state's case. Then the jury gives their individual verdicts pro or con. It's fun and wonderful instruction about how the judicial branch works. Sounds more like organized bullying. Conservative Christians don't share the perverse heathen prejudice against so-called bullying candy. Bullying is a gift of God, a force of nature. The wounded wildebeest is abandoned by the herd. Hens peck sick chicks to death. Bullying keeps the group strong, pure, and godly. But these aren't wildebeests or chickens. They're little kids. Conservative Christian education is based on the belief that each individual is responsible and accountable for her actions. You can't start teaching that lesson too early. If Vanessa's found guilty, what happens to her? Vanessa will be put in a special program for slow learners, which I created and funded. It's revolutionary. Identify slow learners as early as possible, get them on their own track, and don't stint with the dollars. Won't that make them develop low self-esteem? You know the Christian term for self-esteem, Candy? The sin of pride. It's far kinder for underachieving little ones to be shunted to a slow track where they don't feel so bad about their abysmal scores. Average student scores shoot up without the drag of slow kids. School enrollment plunges, meaning more dollars per scholar. Plus, slow kids won't waste years trying to acquire literacy and numeracy. They'll rotate early out of school into exciting military careers in the Catering Corps, the Tailoring Corps, and the Latrine Corps. You have a name for this revolutionary approach? The Slow Child Left Behind Program. Thank you, Betsy. We all hope you die soon, and painfully. Oh, I won't. Christ will keep me eternal. Our God is an awesome God, he reigns from Hi, I'm John Barnson, inventor and distributor of My Pillio. I started My Pillio in the back of my garage in Minnesota, and I'm proud to say that we're still here. Haven't blown shit up yet. If you call and get the answer machine, just leave your number and we'll hit you back. The secret to my Pillio is a custom medical blend designed to fit your exact needs and make you go unconscious quick. My Pillio will take the pressure off your shoulders, your neck, your back, your hips, and your butt so that you get the best sleep of your life for one night or 
maybe forever. <laughs> no, I personally guarantee you a taste of the best nod out you've ever had. Just like that fine slice I had in Vietnam. Take it from me. Just go to MyPillYo.com and place your order right now, and soon you will experience the best sleep of your life. Guaranteed. <laughs> well, that's good. When you do, I'll even write you a second refill. Absolutely free. For the best night's sleep since your last OD, visit MyPillYo.com. In the face of recent anti-Semitic terrorism, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has called for a mass immigration of Jews to come to Israel. So we at the Final Edition Radio Hour, or at least those of us who are members of the tribe, wonder just how American Jews would handle the lifestyle in Israel. Hello, ladies. I am uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and I welcome to Jewish State of Israel, otherwise known as the land of milk and honey. Milk and honey? That's like a million calories. Oh, my God. Are we going to get fat here? Uh, Don't worry. You'll be doing enough physical labor in the military that you will not gain any weight. Yeah, about that, we don't really do army. Yeah, where we come from, the army is for lower middle class white men with abusive stepfathers. Plus, we're like really anti-guns. But a major part of being an Israeli citizen is joining the military. Can't we just hire someone to do it for us? Speaking of which... I don't see a lot of Mexicans around here, so who exactly do we hire? Uh, Jews simply hire other Jews in Israel. But that doesn't make any sense. Unless the lighter Ashkenazis hire the darker Sephardics? Oh my god, yeah, that makes total sense. But wait, where do Arabs fit in the picture? Uh, Basically, if you see an Arab, you run. Oh, so it's like seeing a black person in Beverly Hills. Uh, Exactly. Except Arabs are less on rape and robbery and more on stabbing and bombing. Yeah, I've always wondered why that is. Duh. It's because Arabs have small dicks and guys with small dicks just don't rape. Uh, Which is why there is a zero rape occurrence in Israel's military. Coming soon to PBS, the story of America's greatest conflict as you've never heard it before. Donald Trump's Civil War. Here are just a few excerpts from this groundbreaking work. They met here at Boca Raton, Minnesota, on a blistering hot day in December of 1492. The young nation was torn asunder by the question of whether or not you could take a dog on the subway. Newly elected President Abe Vigoda had pledged to preserve the peaches. Colonel Barry Sanders remembers. The smoke was so thick, you could eat it with a fork. And the damn Yankees included Tommy Shaw from the band Styx. I can see Ted Nugent and even the guy from Night Ranger. But Styx? Come on! Weary mime troops traded baseball cards for much of the morning. They say the roar of the arteries could be heard as far away as long ago. Finally... Counterfeit General Robert E. Blake ordered a full frontal asphalt. What followed was total carne asada. After the battle, General Stonewall Inn wrote to his husband, My dear Prudence, here in the aftermath of battle, I phoned myself lucky to be aloof. My hind leg had to be implicated, but I... You know, look, this seems to be falling apart. 
Do you really want to go on with this? You have no respect for the brave men in aftershave who gave their last full measure of Dove lotion. Kellyanne! The real question isn't who burned Mylanta or surrendered to Greg Maddox. Americans don't want a clear understanding of this civil war or a lucid president. They want jobs and flying horses, and making sense isn't going to get them that. We won. Get over it. Donald Trump's civil war, coming soon. He'll be making it up as it happens. to Alternative Facts Game Show, winner of last year's Nobel Prize for game shows. This is the show where you decide what the facts are. Me? I'm nobody. No, you're Copernicus. And I'm your host, D.B. Cooper. Let's meet our contestants. We have former National Security Advisor, Michael Flynn. Current National Security Advisor. Have it your way. Contestant number two is White House Counselor Kellyanne Conway. Wait, aren't you the judge on this show? I'm also a contestant. Those are the facts. Get over it. Over and done. And as always, our returning champion, President Donald Trump. My daughter Ivanka was treated so unfairly by the show. She's a great person. Sad. Actually, she was never on our... Oh, right. $500. President Trump, you control the board. I'll take I'm right for $1,000, Alex. I'm not... uh, Here's your clue. You're about to say this. Say what? Right again. $1,000. This game is rigged against me. I could have won by more. General Flynn. I did not discuss sanctions with the Russians. The president has full confidence in that answer. I didn't hear what he said. I'll look into that. Are we still here? I can't be certain of what was said. That answer has become unsustainable. Kellyanne, that does not make sense. General Flynn, you've been eliminated. What? I was told you can't lose at this game. You can't! Kellyanne, tell him what he's won. Fine clothing and accessories from the Ivanka Trump line. It's a wonderful line. I own some of it. Go buy it. But you just said I won it. That's all the time we have. Guests of Alternative Facts stay at the Trump International Hotel in Washington, D.C. at Artificially Inflated Price. Good night, and thanks for watching the RT Network. Steve Bannon reads Mein Kampf. Take one. Sound is speeding. Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler, read by Steve Bannon. Author's introduction. On April 1st, 1924, I began to serve my sentence of detention in the fortress of Landsberg am Lech, followed by the verdict of the Munich People's Court of that time. Wow! Here's a perfect example of how the judiciary hinders great men. Pardon? The court saw the glorious resurrection of the German people as a threat to the Jewish world order, much like they see the Muslim ban as unconstitutional. Cut! What's wrong? Uh, Mr. Bannon, stick with the text. But I thought I could explain the parallels between Mein Kampf and the Führer's Kampf. Market research shows that subtlety goes further in reaching the emerging national socialist market. Emerging socialist market? I will not prop up the socialists. National socialist Nazi. Hmm, sorry. I always forget about the socialist part. It's okay. Let's pick it up from where we left off. Okay. Sound is speeding. Take it where you left off. This has also given me the opportunity of describing my own development insofar as such a description is necessary to destroy the legendary fabrications which the Jewish press have circulated about me. I read this passage to comfort Donald when he's in the bathtub. He thinks I'm reading a Walt Disney film novelization, but it's still effective in calming him. Shit. 
Donald finds what the Fuhrer characterizes as the Jewish press, or, or the New York Times, CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS. Mr. Bannon, please stick to the text. I don't understand. Mr. Bannon, the people who will buy this book, your fans, they don't want to know that they are Nazis. They will not buy the book if made aware of what you actually stand for. But I just want to be me, for once. Can't I please be me? I'm sick of the lies. They're killing me. If you can't be a Nazi when you're reading Mein Kampf, when can you be a Nazi? I want to burn books. Fuck! Murdoch is coming. Mute the booth. All right, now, um, how's this coming along? Well, Mr. Murdoch, Mr. Bannon is having trouble keeping his opinions to himself. Oh, Steve. Mr. Bannon? Sick hell! Sick hell! Steve! Rupert! What's wrong? I'm sick of hiding, Rupert! I believe in the Aryan race, and I want the world to know! Oh, you, 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 you can't do that, Steve, and you know it. But this is your pet project. You've been dreaming of this for years. And now we finally can because of your hard work. But Steve, you know what's more important than dreams? Money? That's right. Money. Now my marketing people are trying to brand this as a new vision for Mein Kampf. But what about my vision? My truth? Jesus! If you just read a book without your bullshit, I'll let you direct the Turner Diaries. And what if I don't? Well, Steve, you can't say abandon without saying Bannon. Yes, you can. Puns make points, Steve. Throw in Himmler's porn stash and you got a deal. Fine. Finish this. Uh, Steve Bannon reads Mein Kampf. Take three. The following is a public message from the U.S. government. When disaster strikes, it's too late to prepare. Honey, did you check for extra batteries? Uh, yep. Extra water and candles? Yep. Did you go over the plan with the kids? Uh, yep. Did you remember to extract blood, semen, eggs, and lymphatic fluid from all family members in case we have to repopulate the earth? Uh... Did you remember to poison all our neighbors with polonium and arsenic so our DNA is the dominant genetic material basis for future generations? Well, uh... Did you surround our yard with an impenetrable electrified razor wire fence, motion-activated machine gun turrets, and poisonous alligator-filled moat to kill any migrants or strangers instantly? Well, I, uh, I started to... Did you load a go bag with cash, drugs, needles, LSD, opiates, medical marijuana, KY jelly, horse tranquilizer, gold bullion, freeze-dried food, and non-GMO seeds? When disaster strikes, it's too late to prepare, so do it now while you still can. Have a plan. Get a go bag. Don't be left behind. A message from your Department of Homeland Security. For more information, visit www.beforetheshithitsthefan.com. Appearing now in the National Opera in Washington, D.C., the riveting debut of Gutterdammer Trump. Loosed basically on the Wagnerian classic, Gutterdammer Trump is the incomprehensible story of weird people doing unexplained stuff, but obviously fucking up big time. And then when shit hits the fan, it's like over the top. Everybody eats it, totally featuring Donald Trump in a performance consisting almost entirely of tweets. Terrible, just found out that Obama had my wires tapped in Trump Tower just before the victory. Nothing found, this is McCarthyism. Tormented and majestic, the character of Trump captures... How low has President Obama gone to tap my phones during the very sacred election process? This is Nixon Watergate, bad or sick guy. Eventually, in a gradually descending series of Arnold Schwarzenegger is involuntarily leaving The Apprentice. Okay, okay knock it off. <clears throat> also featuring Kellyanne Conway as Brunhilde the Valkyrie, 
As the twilight approaches... The question isn't whether there's a twilight of anybody. The question should be who enters into what, and we have the ring, and we got it fair and square, and that means you lose and get over it. Kellyanne, you've been doing a great job. One last thing. I'm gonna need you to throw yourself on my funeral pyre, signaling the end of... Uh, I don't know. I just want you to do it. Right. Hello, Ted Cruz's office. Kellyanne Conway. Does Senator Cruz still have my resume? Just listen to what audiences are saying about gutter dammer Trump. I, I think this means I'm going to lose my health insurance. I couldn't see anything. What's with the wall? Gutter dammer Trump is for a limited time only. And when it's over, it's over. And coming up, don't miss The Pirates of Mike Pence's Ass. The real story that Congress, the FBI, and all others should be looking into is the leaking of classified information. Must find good now. On the evening of May 13, 2017, well-known neo-Nazi and white nationalist Richard Spencer led a group of other white nationalists in protest to the removal of a statute of Confederate General Robert E. Lee. The men, all of them, white, carried lit torches provided from Home Depot in protest of the removal of the Confederate symbol of treason. The final edition was able to obtain rare audio of a conversation between two men attending that rally. Okay, dude, what are your top misheard rock and roll lyrics of all time? Oh, that's easy. In Purple Haze, when Jimi Hendrix sings, Excuse me while I kiss the sky. Ha! I know this one. I always thought he sang, Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Like, kiss this guy. <laughs> Classic, me too. What else? Okay, Creedence Clearwater Revival, when they're singing, There's a Bad Moon on the Rise. Oh, I know where this is going. I always thought they were saying, Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Yeah, I always... Wait, what? You know, like, kiss this guy. Kiss him. Right out of mouth. Give him a little tongue. Okay, here's another. Bob Marley, when he sings, Stir it up. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't it sound exactly like... I really want to make out with this dude. Uh, not really. Listen, are you like... Done? Not even close. Okay, Elton John. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. Yeah, yeah, it it, it sounds like Tony Danza, right? Exactly! I want to gargle Tony Danza's balls. Count the headlights on the highway. Oh, oh, here's another. Van Halen's Eruption. Dude, that's an instrumental. But... Doesn't it sound like he's saying, hang on a sec while I suck this guy's cock? Bro, listen. I'm noticing an inordinate number of references to, like, kissing guys and sucking cocks, like, a lot of them. Whoa. You think you might be gay? Suck some cock. Summer's over. You're feeling pretty depressed, aren't you? Yeah. You have a gun to your head, don't you? Uh Uh-huh. But you can't pull the trigger, can you? The the gun's too close to my head. Sounds like you need a suicide selfie stick. Whoa! Suicide selfie sticks work just like regular selfie sticks. But instead of taking a selfie, you kill yourself. Sweet! No more holding a heavy gun against the side of your head or putting a filthy muzzle in your mouth. Now you can shoot yourself from up to five feet away and from every possible angle. Amazing! Try the popular overhead shot. Or do yourself in from down below. You can even shoot yourself in the back to make it seem like a homicide. (sighs) The suicide selfie stick rules! So quit holding that gun with your own hand. Okay. And stop asking your friends to pull the trigger for you. They're busy, and you don't have friends. Yeah, sorry. Just strap your gun to the stick and fire away. (laughs) Okay. 
here goes. Oops. Keep practicing. You'll get it. Hi, uh, one ticket for the Magic Kingdom, please? Here you go, but you can't come in with that suicide selfie stick. But I wanted to blow my brains out in front of Pluto. Sorry, we've had too many people getting smacked in the head with these things. Someone's liable to get hurt. But... but... Look, pal, you're just going to have to shoot yourself without a selfie stick. Fine. Enjoy the park, and don't forget to turn the safety off. Okay, say cheese, everyone! Cheese! Wait, is that a suicide selfie stick? Of the three generals Trump hired to top positions in his cabinet, Kelly, Mattis, and Flynn, only one, General Mattis, is actually known as Mad Dog. But at the final edition, we feel that nickname probably applies to all three, given their extreme views on such matters as Islam, immigrants, and Iraqi wedding guests. Now one of them has been forced to resign after only a few weeks on the job for causing chaos in the foreign policy and security establishment. What's the real reason for General Mike Flynn's abrupt firing? The final edition Stone Peck has the exclusive story. General Flynn, Donald Trump was very high on you when he made you one of his cabinet's first choices. Now he says your meetings with the Russian ambassador before the president's inauguration were not an issue of law, but an issue of trust. <laughs> General, legal experts have suggested that your meetings with Krizliak violated the Logan Act, which forbids private citizens, which you then were, from interfering with foreign policy. General, the foaming blood-flecked spittle spurting from your teeth is getting on my lapels. Uh, could you not snap at me, please? After President Obama... Yes, General, we know how you feel. Imposed sanctions on the Russians for hacking into our elections. The Kremlin threatened equivalent sanctions against the U.S. Yet after your meetings with Krizliak, nothing happened. Isn't that evidence of a quid pro quo, like the deal Reagan's people made with Ayatollah Khomeini to release the American ever with autonomous or self-driving cars. Fuck! They're getting closer. Get off the main drag! Yeah! Motherfuckers went by the turnoff! Let's get out of here. Head for the airstrip. Why the fuck is it breaking? An elderly cyclist to our left is about to fall off his bicycle. Oh, hey. Thanks for stopping. I could have been a goner. You're very welcome. Fuck, you're fucking welcome the fuck out of here! Shit! Motherfuckers found the turnoff! 754. Fuckers right there! Get him, Jiggy! Yes, Diggy, red mustache. Let's go, let's go, let's go! The fuck? There is a kitten in the crosswalk. Run the motherfucker over. Negative against department policy. Motherfuckers are getting close! Shit! I'm out of ammo! Me too! 
faster, you piece of shit! Call yourself a fucking Mustang? We are in a school zone. Safety is my first concern. Our safety means getting to the fucking plane before they ram us. The patrol car's autonomous system will cybernetically prevent them from ramming us. Cybernetically? What fucking century are you from? Do not criticize my colleagues' algorithms. Or mine. Wait, you work for the fucking cops? Autonomous vehicles are morally neutral. Crime has many causes. They're in range! We're sitting ducks! Cut across the desert! They ain't firing back, Sticky. Must be out of ammo. Yeah, watch our new self-firing mouses turn those motherfuckers into hamburger. And we are not accountable. The fuck? They are programmed not to target humans unless they are Muslims. What's happening? They're aiming at us, but nothing. Their self-firing firearms will not target you unless you are a member of a minority. I'm Muslim and a minority. Then each autonomous bullet will choose its own trajectory to cause a disabling but not lethal wound. Their guns googled you! You are the victim of a classist society and not accountable for your so-called crimes. I'll cut across the desert to the airstrip. Let's go! Fucking made it, man. 17 million in cash. And a quarter jack we're crushing as soon as we're up in the sky blue yonder. Fucking cops. Gotta get out of here. Why isn't this fucker taking off? Welcome to your self-flying Cessna citation. I detect liquid aboard the plane in a container greater than 100 milliliters. We must return to the stand and dispose of it. How many times has something like this happened when you got a new tattoo? Check out the new Tat Bra, my favorite band. Yeah? Well, I'm not into the Graceful Dead. What? Oh, man. Ouch. Tattoos are more popular than ever, especially among people with limited intelligence and zero attention span. This has led to an incredible amount of misspelled tattoos. That's where we come in. We're ink-readable, the tattoo proofreaders. Call us before finalizing anything permanent. It's, it's a quote from Thomas Dillon. <laughs> Dylan Thomas. And he never said rage rag against the diving of the tight. Thanks. Incre- incremental. And now, Ink Readable does translation services for you kids with a yearning to adorn your body with a language you have no knowledge of. It's Chinese for YOLO. You only live once. Actually, it's Chinese for Monkey Lightning Six Begin. Oh, and ladies, there are no Chinese characters for Brittany, Haley, or Chloe. That's a freebie. So, if you don't want to spend the rest of your life with Live Hard Die Tongue on your forearm, call Ink Readable before your next tattoo. Uh, it's something I got to help me through the tough times. This poo shall pass? <laughs> I think you mean this too shall pass. No. As long as it's what you want. Ink readable. Before your next tattoo, talk to someone who is not drunk or an idiot. Thank you for calling Bank of America. Please hold for the next available representative. Jeez, how long is this going to take? Wait a minute. This song. I, I know this song. Oh my god. Terry and I used to dance to this. It was this song. Oh. It's all coming back to me. All the good times with my dear Terry are coming back to me. I don't want this to stop. Hi. Thanks for calling Bank of America. You interrupted the song. Our song. Sorry about that. Could I get your full name, please? Morgan Gullivan. Hi, Mr. Gullivan. Let me ask you a quick security question. What was the name of your first wife? Terry. Great. 
Now what can I help you with today? My last check bounced. I'm sorry to hear about that. I'll need to transfer you to our returns department for further assistance. Okay. One more quick security question. Where did you and your wife go on your honeymoon? <laughs> Thank you. Please hold one moment. Uh, uh, Terry! Why did you have to leave me? I remember this part of the song. I, I would twirl you around, and your hair would just float. You look beautiful, baby. What's that? You want to come back? You want to love me again? Oh, Terry! Thanks for waiting. You did it again! I have Mark from our returns department on the line. Hi there. Life sucks. Sorry about that. I'd be happy to waive this overdraft fee for you. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Thanks. I just need you to tell me how many days it's been since your ex-wife left you. Why do you need to know that? It's just a security question to protect you against identity theft. It's been... 456 days! And what is the name of your ex-wife's new husband? Steve! Very good. And how much more money does he make in a year than you? More, more than I'll make in a lifetime! Okay, I waived that fee for you, sir. Anything else I can help you with? Could you just put me back on hold for just a bit? Sure thing. Since the election of Donald Trump, a number of states in the South, such as Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Tennessee, amongst others, have been swept by devastating fires, which many firefighters likened to hellfire. Since all these states are also very religious, there's been speculation about this widespread hellfire being retribution from God for some terrible recent sinfulness by Southerners, like attending a same-sex marriage or vaccinating their children. The final edition tried to reach God to confirm this, but he or she did not respond to our messages. We did, however, get contacted by Planet Earth, who has worked closely with God. Good evening, the planet. Hey, what can I do for you? More than I already do. We're trying to reach God. Listen, there is no God, okay? No one out here but us planets. Why were you trying to reach this imaginary friend? Well, down here in the American South... Know it well. One of my nastier little backwaters. There's been a lot of speculation that the wildfires burning here for most of November were God waxing wrath with the South for some terrible sinfulness. You know, divine retribution. Like I said, the God stuff is total bullshit. But I wax wrath with your species all the time. And you're standing on me right now. Empirical evidence that I exist. That ought to be way scarier than some old homeless guy in the sky. You mean these wildfires were retribution for some terrible sinfulness? Absolutely. It's me who tramples out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. Me who looses the fateful lightning of my terrible swift sword whenever anyone tries to fuck me up. Wow. Who? Anyone dumb enough to believe that some nice harmless Jew who died 2,000 years ago has given me to them to do with as they please, and is therefore dumb enough to vote for that climate change-denying, nuke-toting, earth-rapist Donald Trump. Wow. Well, what about all the other states who voted for him? Woo-hoo-hoo! Don't get me started. Indiana? Oh boy. But that's for me to know, and for you to shit yourself silly worrying about. Bye now. Check out the Okefenokee Swamp and my sweet little mutating Zika virus. Excuse me, sir. Are you Vincent? Yes. Your doctors told us that you only have about three weeks to live? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. And we were told that you vehemently oppose Trump? Yes! That's great! 
You are a perfect candidate for our recruitment effort. I don't, I don't understand. Think of our organization as Make-A-Wish, but for grown-ups. Grown-ups whose dying wish it is to kill the president and those surrounding him. You see, the way it works is that first we provide free weapons training with weapons that are suitable for a range of disabilities. <laughs> then, we put you up in a lovely hotel in Washington, D.C., or the city of your choosing based on the president's engagements. We set up all of the arrangements for an assassination, and you get to go down in history not only as a badass sniper, but a hero. <laughs> but, but why are folks in hospice? Oh, it's an ethical thing. See, you're dying anyway, so it won't matter if the Secret Service takes you out. <laughs> or you survive and end up on death row. Joke's on them. <laughs> it's honorable. Like a kamikaze. Or a suicide bomber. What do you think? We'll throw in a pretty cool ski mask with pussy ears. Damn it! Not again! They always get so fucking excited! Code Blue, room 305. Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition Radio Hour are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jin Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Keith Saltahanes, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Megan Gallagher, Samantha Gerwitz, Sean Ari Lehair, Jeff Chrysler, James Mount, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Ebby Parker, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rachel Rauch, Andrew Danish, Ann Tuchel, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, and Leslie Shapira. The writers of the final edition, Kit Lively, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Rob Gordon, Tony Hindra, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Melinda Hughes, Jeremy Rayburn, Steve Rosenfield, and Peter Kleinman. The final edition is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler, West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The final edition radio hour is the property of the final edition LLC copyright 2014. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.